The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. We're ready to go. It is, uh, it's another day of the week. It's a beauty. It's a Tuesday. Welcome to the show. John Scholes here for the next hour, uh, half hour with you. And alongside Sam Firu, Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, we have the awesome Mackenzie Irwin. She's answering all of your questions over the phones tonight. Purpose of the show, not only to educate and inform you of your employment law rights and uh, privileges you have to reach out to us, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And Mackenzie, always there at 1-855-821-5900. Lots to get to on the show uh, today, Mackenzie. I know we're going to get into everything you need to know when your company is bought by a new one, that, but we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What do you got going on? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, this gentleman that I spoke with this week who's been in a situation that I see come up time and time again more recently. So um, the gentleman was placed on a temporary layoff at the start of COVID, like so many others. Uh, He waited patiently to be recalled back to work, but they still haven't recalled him. And so he's been on this temporary layoff for for over two years now. During that time, he's worked several part-time jobs, contract jobs, um, since his EI ran out, just to make ends meet. But um, he's now called me because he doesn't feel like they're ever going to call him back. And so I wanted to kind of address this in in today's show because I I am seeing a lot of people call in with with this exact same issue. They were patient. They uh, believed in their employer when they place them on a temporary layoff at the start of COVID that they would recall them back to work and they just still sitting there without pay. And so they keep calling me and they all have the same question. Is there anything that they can do? And so absolutely, absolutely. There's something that we can do for these people because um, technically when, when they were placed on that layoff at the beginning of, of COVID, they were placed on what's called uh, on an infectious disease emergency leave. That is a very special um, regulation that was passed. Um, and that regulation actually expired at the end of July of this year. So July of 2022. And so as of the end of July 2022, all uh, employers who had any employees who were placed on this uh, on these temporary lay- layoffs because of COVID were legally required to return those employees back to work. And so if you've been sitting there patiently waiting for your employer to recall you, um, the chances are they're not going to recall you at this point, and there's absolutely something that you can do. Um, so if you, you give us a call, uh, we can review your situation and, and certainly get, provide you with your options. But in terms of this gentleman, you know he, he's 42 years old. He was working for the company for, for 10 years. Um, and, and I think, you know, he's entitled to up to 12 months of severance likely. So we're certainly going to help him out. And I think, uh, I'm, I'm seeing more and more people in the same situation. So it's certainly something to reach out and, and discuss with an employment lawyer. And I guess the risk of that, uh, Mackenzie, in any situation where you're put on temp layoff is if you accept it, go back to work. Well, now you've kind of kicked open the door for your employer to do it again and again and again, which is never good, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. So yeah, if you if you go back, if you you're you're placed on a temporary layoff and you recall you're recalled and you accept it without any 
uh, involvement from a lawyer, any um, negotiation in that, in the terms of that recall, you absolutely can be found to have what we call acquiesced that term. And so that means that you've agreed to that term. And so now the employer has the right to place you on a temporary layoff going forward. There was something in the news about uh, Apotex, the uh, drug company going on, bought, uh, sold actually and bought by another company. Give me some details on that, what you know. Yeah, so so absolutely. This the major Canadian pharmaceutical company uh, is actually being purchased by an American firm called SK Capital Partners, um, uh, and it's an American private investment firm. And so, uh, Apotex. I mean, this is a very a very large employer. They they employ they have a global workforce of o- over eight thousand people, many of whom work in Canada. And so, their workforce is made up of both. Uh, it's a mix. It's a mix of both unionized and non-unionized work- workers. Uh, they have employees and they have independent contractors. And so this sale is absolutely going to impact each one of those jobs, likely. Um, and so I think it's really important for us to kind of go over uh, some of the basics of what happens to you when your employer sells the company. Uh, I think that's important, not just be in, in the context of, of the Apotex sale, but also in, in terms of there's a lot of other companies that are going through similar sales and making big changes in today's economy. So I think this is relevant to, to many people right now who might be going through something similar. Yeah, the timing's uh, impeccable for tonight's show for sure. So everything you need to know when your company is bought by a new one right there fell into our lap. So what happens if the new company doesn't want to take on certain employees from the old company? What uh, what goes down? Yeah, so if if that's the case, then the old company is likely on on the hook to pay full severance to that employee. So that's in most situations. The seller of the business is responsible for providing severance to any affected affected staff. So it's it's really important because there's a lot of confusion at, uh, surrounding uh, your employment rights when when there is the sale of a company. It's confusing for the employer and it's also confusing for the employee. So for the employers, it's really really important that you 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 consult with an employment lawyer when you're going through the sale of a business. So that both the seller and the purchaser understand what their obligations are to the employees. When we come back to talk to Mackenzie and ask your questions for you, email us help at employmentlawyer.ca and we'll continue the Tuesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Back at it, John Scholes here, of course, with Mackenzie Irwin, courtesy Sanfiru to Markin LLP, handling all the phone calls and uh, doing all the heavy lifting on the show here tonight. We're going to be getting back into the topic, and that is everything you need to know when your company is bought by a new company. But we want to get to uh, Jamie on the line first. Thanks for taking the time and standing by, Jamie. How are you? I'm not doing so good. Now, Okay. in my situation, I've been at this job for 17 years, and um Yesterday, you know, I was having some issues of being burned out and, you know, and I had a really rough uh, weekend with the job with some really um, uh, bad situations that made me feel not going in to work Monday morning because I wasn't really up to going out because I was still traumatized by some some issues that happened with customers in my workplace. And um, so then I didn't go to work, and I called my boss, 
you know, and then he said to me, well, you know, never call me again. There's no work for you. Now, my question is, from the employment law, that your boss cannot do that, eh? Can tell you, just don't come in. There's no work for you because I can show up. So, so Jamie, is it um, is it the case that that you? Sorry, he's he said that he has no work for you, as in he's terminated your employment, or has he just said he has no work for you right now? We'll call you in a bit. No, he didn't say that. He just said there's no work for you. Never call me again. So I was like, okay, I was taken back because what happened was, you know, like uh, the weekend was really really rough. There were some really um, stressful situations that really caused me to have um, a lot of anxiety. And plus, Monday morning comes, and I'm and I'm not mentally prepared. Like, I was still traumatized about what happened on Sunday. I was threatened at work by a customer. Oh, and, um, yeah, I was threatened. I was bullied. I was still having all those memories and it was really traumatizing and I didn't go in and um, and I was having these um, panic attacks and I wasn't up to leaving my house. So I called him up and, you know, he tells me, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, like, don't bother calling me again. And I'm like, can I treat that as a constructive dismissal? I've been there 17 years. So, so uh, Jamie, I, I don't think that this is at all a constructive dismissal. I think this is a a wrongful termination. Absolutely, um, okay. it sounds like it sounds like they've terminated your employment, and you are absolutely entitled to severance. And I think it's very important that you uh, reach out to us and, and schedule um, a a call where we can go over your situation in more detail, not over the air, because right. certainly you're entitled to to severance. And it sounds like. There's some other issues going on in terms of them not providing you with a safe workplace where you're where the customers are allowed to come in and and threaten you and and abuse and abuse you and that's that's absolutely not um, not permissible that's illegal for sure but certainly you're entitled to severance and it sounds like you may uh, may require a medical leave given um, given your mental state right now and so I think yes. it's really yeah it's really important your employer is obligated to accommodate your medical leave um, mm-hmm. and they absolutely cannot terminate you um, if 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 they're terminating you because you're you're not showing up to work because you need a medical leave, they absolutely cannot do that. And so, I think certainly if you've been there for 17 years, you're you're likely entitled to to a substantial severance. So you absolutely should be um, reaching out to my office and schedule a call, and we can we can take you through um, your options and take you through, uh, your situation in more detail for sure. Thanks for the call. That number to reach out to Mackenzie, uh, please do. I'm sure you've got it. Cause I've heard you on the show before. 1-855-821-5900 and to help at employmentlawyer.ca by email. In the meantime, though, Mackenzie, back into this, everything you need to know when your company is bought by a new company, we talked about when they don't want to take on certain employees. Well, what happens if you're offered new employment from the new company? Sounds great. But, uh, is there anything you got to look out for? 
Yeah, so so if you've been offered new employment for, with a new company, uh, you need to make sure that um, well, uh, first of all, you have you don't need to accept that new employment offer from the new co company, if you, if particularly if you have good reason for why you don't want to accept it. So, for example, the new company could be offering you uh, work that's just not the same hours, or it's a different position, or the pay is different, or it's at a different location, for example. Um, if, if you're not wanting to accept that new offer, um, because of the, one of those reasons, you can still get your full severance from the old company. Um, and, and we, an employment lawyer can absolutely help you to, to access that. Um, even if you don't have a good reason for rejecting the new offer, you can still get severance from the old company. Uh, you're just, you're, that severance might be limited in, ter in terms of your minimum entitlements if there is no underlying reason for not accepting that new offer. So there's, you know, you can absolutely, if you're happy with the offer from, from the new company, you can certainly continue on as long as it's, you know, under the same terms uh, and conditions of your employment with the old company, but you do absolutely need to look out for any changes to, to the job. And in particular, um, if they're asking you to sign any new, new contracts. So if basically if you're offered the, if you're offered a job with the new employer said, yeah, it's great. We want you here, but we're going to move you across the country. No, that's, that's no good. You'll get your full severance. But if it's a case where you're like, okay, they offered me a job, but oddly enough, it's a great time for me to go back to school. So I'm going to decline. That's when you get the minimum severance. Is that basically what you're outlining? Yeah, exactly. That's a great example. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're, if there's not really a major uh, reason why you're not wanting to accept the new offer, major reason being a major change to the to the job and let's say you're just you just want to go back to work or you're you're ready to 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 move on into a different career um certainly that's those are situations when you're you're still entitled to um severance but it might be limited to your minimum entitlements so you just touched on it there so now the new company is requiring old employees to bring them over to sign a new employment contract and at any rate this is always a massive red flag but take us through break it down why in this situation it might, might be even more so yeah, exactly. So this is a really this should be a this is a red flag for any time, but certainly if you're if if you're in this situation where the company's being sold and the new company is asking you to sign a new employment contract, that should be a super red flag where you need to get that new contract reviewed by an employment lawyer. The again, it's it's a, a basic. I think we we talk about this I think every every episode, but we are absolutely uh contracts are only there to protect the employer. Uh, they're there to they they're usually there to take away rights from an employee that you otherwise would have had. So um, when you're in particular when your company is being sold, those contracts you're going to want to look for uh, limiting things such as um, the new company may want to eliminate your past years of service or dictate how your past years of service will affect your severance going forward. They might be trying to add in a termination clause, for example, or uh, giving the employer the ability to, to make changes to your employment or giving them the right to place you on a temporary layoff. Those are all things that employers try to slide into a new employment contract. And if you're, you know, if you're signing that, you're going to give away those rights and an employer cannot force you to sign a new employment contract. So it's really, really important that if the new company is offering you 
a, a job with them, but is requiring you to sign an employment contract, you absolutely need to get that employment contract reviewed by an employment lawyer. And we can kind of take you through what your options are um, if in terms of negotiating that new contract, perhaps. That's interesting because if, yeah, if, if you look at this new contract and you say, you know what, guy, I suggest you don't do this. There's too many changes to your point. Maybe they're going to change your work hours, the availability to have you work some other place, change your shift, lower money, whatever. If you do say on that fact, say no thank you uh, to this new employer, is that a constructive dismissal? Will you get full severance? It could be, yeah. So absolutely. If, if they're, they're not willing to... If if you've if particularly if you've already started working for the new employer and they just say hey oh welcome welcome to the new company here we just wanted to walk around introduce ourselves have everyone we're we're getting everyone to sign these new contracts um, and and you don't sign it you can absolutely you're not the employer cannot force you to sign that contract um, but if they you know if they take steps um, to force you to sign it it could be a constructive dismissal and you could still pursue your uh, your your full severance entitlements absolutely Ian thanks for taking the time good evening how are you Good evening, sir. I just want to ask you a quick question there. Um, you know, you're talking about uh, bringing a contract to a lawyer before signing to uh, an agreement with a potential future employer. But mm -hmm. if you tell that to, to that person, uh, or like I don't understand, wouldn't wouldn't that he rebuke that and, and deemed you as being troublesome, uh, especially the fact that you are taking to a, a, an employment lawyer to have it looked at and signed? Like, I, I don't, I can't figure that. I can't really grasp that. Yeah, I see what you're uh, saying. So, so I mean, absolutely, Ian. I mean, there are ways that you can approach this situation that doesn't make it any adversarially adversarial at all. Um, I, I think it's actually really, oftentimes, people, employees do think, "Oh no, well, if I, if you know, if I stand up for myself and I assert my rights, then." I'm, you know, my employer is going to see me as, uh, as a bad apple and I'm going to be treated differently. Um, you're simply asserting your, your rights as an employee. I, to I totally understand. I totally, sorry to interrupt, but I totally understand that. But the problem is it's their, it's their right in, about them hiring me. And once, especially for employment jobs that are uh, not that professional or highly, highly, highly regarded as professional. They're going to say, we can get anybody. We don't need you. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know, like I know it's about looking after your own rights and all that, but they're, they actually foresee it. They're going to look at you as being troublesome uh, in the future and being a troublemaker. And, and who does he think that person uh, thinks he or she is, you know, going to a so lawyer. Yeah. So Ian, I think, I think maybe I've misunderstood you. So you, in terms of when, when you're, when the employer hands you a new contract to sign, you, yeah. you're under no obligation to sign it on the spot. And so you don't need to tell them, oh, I need to take this to an employment lawyer. You, you can simply say, you know, thank you for, you know, thank you for providing me with a copy. I need a couple days to decide. Can I take this home and, and decide and I'll get back to you? That's completely reasonable. Um, okay. And then once, what, what I'm trying to stress, I mean, sure, sometimes people feel like they're being um, a bad apple or they're they're rocking the boat when they when they do that. But it's a difference between um, you being able to assert, you know, to make a decision of whether you're going to sign those, that contract, what rights you're giving up when you're signing that in signing that contract, and you being able to have the knowledge. Uh, to decide whether or not those are um, terms that you're willing to accept. Um, so it's not necessarily you, you, that you're, you're not going to sign it. 
Yeah, but you don't. Okay, I totally understand to interrupt, but I totally understand that part. But if you don't sign it, you ain't gonna get a job. But you'd you'd still be entitled to severance. That's the difference. So so you're no, absolutely for future, for future employment for a future employer. I'm not yeah, I think a previous for potential future employers where they're giving you a contract to sign, right? And you're looking at it because you don't understand it, whatever. So you secretly bring it home and want to phone a couple of lawyers to have it looked at, or your relatives looked at, or whatever. Who's a little bit knowledgeable in employment law? But if you don't end up in the in the long run, if you don't end up signing it, you're not going to have an employ. You're not going to have a job. There'd be a reason yes. why, though, right? Well, because if you tell them you brought it to an employment lawyer and things are don't look that spiffy up to par, uh, and your rights are being negated, they're going to say, "Why? They're going to they're going to find out that you brought it to an employment lawyer. They're not going to hire you because they're going to be considered troublesome in the future." And if you know, and if you're desperate, for, if you're looking for that job, you need that job. If you, if you if you start bringing up pointers, even though you don't tell them you didn't go to an employment lawyer, they're going to say, "Listen, we we we'll, we don't need to hire you. We'll find the next guy." I th- yeah, I, I I think I know it. I think I know what. There's no there's a no one situation. That's what I think. I th- yeah, thanks, Ian. I appreciate the call. I think he's more. He, I think it sounds like he's more worried about the optics of the situation. Whether you sne- not, you're not really sneaking off, but I mean, the way I look at it, Mackenzie, if if a, if a company's like that, and if if doing something that you're allowed to exercise a right of yours to go to and have this thing take a look at it, that's going to send them off. Well, then maybe you don't want to work there in the first place. I, I'm just you know. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, I mean, I didn't, I think he's talking about signing a contract at the outset of the, of the employment relationship. And absolutely, if you don't sign a contract um, that they want you to sign at the outset, then they're likely not going to offer you the job. But um, I think it is really important for employees to understand what, what terms are in that agreement, what they're agreeing to before they sign it, because some some employees do have negotiation um, room there where they can negotiate the terms of the contract. And so having an employment lawyer look at it kind of enables you to be able to sign it with an open with eyes wide open, understanding what it, what exactly you're agreeing to. I think after doing this show for for 10 plus years, I wouldn't in any situation, it could be my best friend hiring me. As soon as they slide me over an employment contract, I'm having it looked at. It doesn't have to be mean spirited to say, okay, guy, give me a couple of days. Just look this over. Let me read through it. Dot all the I's, cross the T's, and I'll give it back to you and we'll go from there. I don't think that's a problem at all, but that's just me because I learned too much doing the show with you guys that I would never jump the gun and say, yeah, whatever, hand me a pen, Charlie. I'm going to sign it right away. No problem. No, I would never do that. And if they don't like it, well, then maybe I don't want to work there in the first place. That's all I'm, uh, that's all I'm saying. Right. But, uh, yeah, that we'll should, leave it that. Yeah, we'll leave exactly. It that. that should be a yeah. red flag for sure. Yeah. But again, to your point about our topic that we were talking about tonight, things you need to look out for with new, uh, new employer taking over an old thing. That's one of them looking at that contract, have it signed, uh, before you do that, have it looked at by McKenzie. We've just about run out of time, but, uh, we're back in here tomorrow night at six 30 to continue this conversation and so much more. You want to reach out to McKenzie now, uh, you can do so always willing to help and have that chat for you too. Ian, give her a call. one 821 5,900 is a good way to do that. You want to use email that is help at employmentlawyer.ca and Always use the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Inside that is the severance calculator, and that will tell you exactly what you should be getting as far as severance is concerned. Over 2 million people have given that a spin, so you can do that yourself. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Done for now. Back in tomorrow on Wednesday at 6.30 with the Employment Law Show.
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.